Satpod. I have no idea. Episode 181. The Spanish Non-Stable Podcast. It is October the f- oh, 11th. I was reading the last one because that's the one that tells me what number it is. It's October 11th, 2017. It's been a minute, but uh, returning for the first time in a while mm-hmm. is Brando. I'm here. I'm back. I've been Americanized. That's right. You were in the Americas yes. for a while. Uh, how, how are you? I'm good. I... Uh... It went uh, at kind of a shaky time with all the gun law talk going on down there. Right. Um, but it is a it is a heck of a country. It is mm. a very confident country. <laughs> you went to Boston first, right? I went to Boston first, which um, I, I liked them both. I went to Boston and New York. Boston first, New York second. I liked them both a lot. I like Boston a lot more. Um, and I think that's primarily just because it's a little bit more my pace of life. Yeah, New York's too fast, eh? New York's fast. Yeah. It's crowded. Uh, it's just bumper to bumper traffic when it's not even rush hour, at least compared to here. Uh, it was it was a mighty good feeling getting back here and driving around once we got back from uh, the airport and just having like what seemed like no cars on the streets, even though it was like seven in the evening. Right. Um. Yeah, Boston's really chill. They're super into their history, their patriotism. Uh, a lot of pubs. Which I'm all for. That's you, never a bad thing. Yeah, the city feels more walkable, hmm. uh, where it just feels like you're not far from where you want to be as much. The subway system is significantly less confusing. Uh, yeah, all in I all, love that. it. Better ballpark. Love Fenway. Of course. That yeah. just goes without saying, though. That's right. Uh, and then, yeah, New York was really cool. I think everyone should go to New York because I think it's the only re- way to like get how big New York is. But New York is too big. Yeah, it's too, too much. Big, eh? It's too big for its own yeah. good. I feel like me not liking shopping malls, that that's no. just one big shopping mall. No, I probably would've, wouldn't enjoy it. You would have hated it. Yeah. You'd like to do the stuff that was there. Right. If there was just less people doing it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah there's just too many. Too many people. Yeah. But not in, for me. in Boston, we went to Sam Adams Brewery, which was really cool. Right. Yeah. Like I said, a couple games at Fenway. Uh, you spent most of the nights around Fenway Park just because that whole area is bumping. They closed down a couple of the roads around there. Um, what else we do? I went to the, the New England Aquarium, saw some big fish. Nice. Yeah, that was all right. Uh, a lot of, like, pop-up beer stands that are just in places that, like, the city understands would be cool to drink at. So, like, you go to, like, mm. the water, like, the edge of the water over by the harbor, and they're just like, this looks like a good place to, to drink. Let's put a bunch of picnic tables and a big tent up, and people can just drink here legally. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Because we came out of the aquarium and we're like, oh, look at the ocean. We're right on the ocean. That's really cool. And then it's actually, I think we're right on the river. But it was a really big river. And we're like, this is really cool. And then we're like, oh, this is like a kind of a bar here. But it's actually just a big tent. Um, so we did that. We did uh, uh, yeah, a lot of walking, which I know you'd also probably not mm. be a fan of. We kind of learned our way around the subways. Give me a nice we, nice Segway, maybe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Roll around A lot of people Boston. on Segways in, uh, in New York. Yeah, uh, which that makes seems sense. dangerous because it doesn't seem like there's quite enough room for a second. Well, that's true, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, New York. We did. We kind of did more tourist trappy stuff in New York. Like we went to the top of Rockefeller Center, got a good view of the city. Sure. Uh, a couple Yankees games. Uh, tour of Madison Square Garden. Uh, in Boston, we did the tour of Fenway Park too, which was one of my favorite things. We did the whole trip. A lot of historical weird shit there. Um, 
And yeah, I was fucking ready to come home by the end. Ah, it was hey. a long time. Mm. Like it, the first half goes by really quick. Like, oh, I can't believe we're already half done. And then the second half goes by like, God, it feels like it's been almost time to go home for like four days now. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're boozing. I get my bet a yeah, lot too. That yeah, is just a lot like, of boozing. What day is it anymore? I know. Are we go? When did we Where's catch a plane? <laughs> Plane's <laughs> exactly. off in three days. Okay. Good. I'm gonna take a nap. But you had fun. Obviously, got to oh, see yeah. some very close to playoff baseball. Yeah. Well, um, the only game we were, like the game was games were pretty meaningful uh, until the very last one which was when uh, the Red Sox had clinched. So the Yankees kind of pulled the plug on everything. Blue Jays didn't field anything resembling their starting roster. Uh, but we had great seats for that game because we bought, like, the Jim Beam Terrace Lounge thing where they, like, bring you food right to your seats and you can go and get free popcorn from the lounge. There's a little bar that you can watch a game if you're too snooty to actually watch it in your seats. Nice. Yeah. That sounds right. like a lot of fun. Yep. But the Fenway games were important because the Yankees were nipping at their heels. Mm. and. The first Yankees game was important because if Boston lost out, they could have still won division. And it all fell apart for them. That's right. Well, potentially for both teams, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. That's right. <laughs> it's very possible that they've already lost. The um, yeah, they were up when I left. 3 nothing still. Yeah. Top of the fourth. Sons of bitches. Yeah, everyone, everyone should see New York just because it's fucking crazy. But I would recommend Boston as... The best city I visited in the states thus far. Good. Didn't, Good. Didn't follow the wrestling at all. No. I, uh, yeah. ch- I checked in on whatever pay per view was happening mm-hmm. when I was there to make sure my picks were sound. Which you can retain your title. I did. They were perfect. in another country. Yes, in another country. Making you um, arguably the real intercontinental champion. <laughs> that's right. Move well, over, it's Jackson. Like, it's still the same continent was a problem. Mm. Intercountry, I guess. That's true. I guess. Um, yeah, but that was all for naught because then I forgot to get my picks in the next time. So it's fair. I went out on an undefeated card. I will say that you never lost the title. That's true. Which is very similar to situation that I've been placed in. Yeah. On your other podcast. Well, I guess our other podcast now. Yeah, you've kind of blended your way over somewhat. Uh, the talking reckless championship was, uh, robbed of me. It was, mm-hmm. I was screwed out of it mm-hmm. and I'm not happy about it, but two days later I won, uh, two more titles. So We've got one for each shoulder now, and I'll be regaining the Talking Reckless one. And I don't even recognize that other one. Everything will be just fine. I can't go around recognizing every belt that someone has over their shoulder. I'm just saying, it's, it's gold. I got one around my waist right now. That's true, you it's do. It's got a big piece of silver on it. Mm. And it's called the Brando's 38-inch Waistline <laughs> Championship. <laughs> it's called the Get the Hole Puncher Out to Punch Some More Holes in the Belt uh, Championship. That's good. That's a good one, too. Uh, what have I done in the last week? No, nothing. One oh, title. Sweet, sweet fuck all, eh? We had, it was Thanksgiving here. Mm-hmm. We had the Thanksgivings. Yeah, I didn't really do anything. I, uh, we had a, a very short, small, brief turkey dinner on Sunday. Came back, watched the pay-per-view. Got real drunk with you and, uh... Yeah. Somebody else. And, uh... Shotgun bottles of beer. Yeah. Yeah, it was your first time shotgunning a bottle, right? Yeah, the physics. Uh, I didn't believe in the physics. Oh yeah, you were you were really struggling to like. I get because I, you were saying there's that not that moment of immediate cracking. Right. Yeah, you want the the, the thing about crack with a bottle or a can of beer is you have the gun and you pull the trigger and it shoots into your throat. Mm. Whereas the bottle is just like the trigger is kind of you start drinking. Yeah, like tip it. Yeah, and that's the trigger. Yeah. So it, I was kind of like, I was like, when does the air shoot in? The air is <laughs> supposed to shoot in. 
It's like all the air shoots in as soon as you start drinking it. Yeah. You also did it sitting down. That was a mistake. <laughs> um, and I think I was still at the time maybe wearing <laughs> jeans and a, and a belt. I'm not sure. I think you were because I recommended yeah. that you go put on PJs after it happened. That's right. Um, you and were struggling. Yeah, that didn't sit very well. Oh, boy. I, uh, I was in no danger of throwing up. But it was like my body, because of all the gas, just seized up. And I was like kind of walking around like like a bodybuilder when they're in like when they're yeah. flexing. Shoulders like, pushed yeah, way out. Just way out and just kind of hunched over walking around. Like and, a gorilla almost. That's right. And then mm. you get like it's like sharp pain. And then I got that big burp and I was just like, oh thank the Lord. And then I went up, put on PJs. Because that was not the last beer that would be shotgunned. No. I even shotgunned a couple beers. That night, on top of the rum that I was drinking, and we mm-hmm. had a fireball shot, so yeah, it was it was good. That was a saucy it was a good time, saucy night. Very good time. God, just drinking that much can make any wrestling show seem better than it really is. Yeah, and I don't not not any indictment on uh, the pay per view we totally. watched. I don't even know if it was a good show sober, but I had a lot of fun watching it because I was so drunk. Sure, that's absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, anything else before we uh, hop over to the news? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I got nothing else either. It's been a it's been a dull last month or so. We played a little bit of Cuphead on the stream. We did. Yeah, and you and we uh, yeah. It you was and very I, un unadvertised stream. We're doing our thing. Yeah. Well, that's because yeah, OJ bailed or had to bail. I assume for Thanksgiving reasons. Yeah. So us we being both in, had the day off. Yeah. Fuck it. Just throw on the stream. Hungover post bucket of chicken. Yeah. Gaming session. We literally just finished eating a bucket of chicken. Yep. And then turned on the stream and yep. played Cuphead for two hours. That's a day in the life of Apartment 316. Is That's what right. That is. Yep. This happens all the time. That's all I got, though. All right. Well, then let's do the news. And now. Spanish announced table news. Brandon Lynch. Warren Barris, bear with me. My uh, my phone is on its last legs. Mm. I'm getting a new one. Uh, for iPhone users, you are familiar with the home button, yes. which is the key to the city mm-hmm. on the phone. Gets you around that phone quick. Uh, it has stopped working. So... After years of Brando literally throwing it all over the place. I, I know. And it, it has li- finally started to fall <laughs> it's apart. Such a, it's a 5. Uh, I, I think it's a 5S, technically. But it was, like, well in use before I ever started at CTV. Um, and, yeah, I've not treated it with much love and respect. And it has finally started to quit on me. Mm. Just in time for me to get a new one from work, though. So that works out well, then. If it had stopped working before I had left, like, or not before I left, but before the phone embargo started, I would have got a six. And it just held long on long enough for me to get back from holidays and be like, well, now we're giving out sevens for our employees. Everyone's getting phones over there, man. Yeah. Clawson came up here. He's got a brand new S7 or whatever. The, I don't know what the hell yeah, the Galaxy Android one? is. Yeah. I, uh, I think on the email I saw there was like 10 people, but those were just for iPhones, so. Maybe everyone phones. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you guys needed phones, you'd get phones. You just gotta think of a reason that you need a phone. That's fair. Work on that. <laughs> uh, first up, let's talk about Nevo. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know a whole lot about this. A lot of it is rumor and hearsay, but he appears to have just up and left the company. 
after being asked to lose a non-title match to Enzo Amore on the main event of Monday Night Raw on Monday. Uh, that is why we got a very different match, a title match with uh, Kalisto. Mm-hmm. But uh, rumor has it, Neville's just like, I'm out. Peace. Fuck that guy. Not doing this. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been confirmed by anybody still as of the recording of this podcast. And those are hard things to confirm. There was one source that everyone was using, uh, but I don't have that story in front of me. I don't remember what it was. But anyways, they were saying that that was what happened. This one source was officially coming out and saying this is totally true. So that's the first one to do that. Uh, WWE has denied it. Okay. At this point. You, as you would expect. And said this is not true. And while that may not be totally true, it doesn't... When people request their release, it never happens immediately. Right. Sometimes it happens immediately, I should say. But it usually takes a while before they are officially released. So So maybe they're just waiting. Maybe he's as good as gone and the WWE is still dotting the I's crossing the T's. Yeah, trying to figure out contract stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, It sucks if if that is it because I think he is fucking the best that they have in that division. I mean, Kalisto's also very good, but mm. as far as a heel character and and a wrestler, yep. I mean, he is he's kind a of tremendous wrestler, the best that there is. Yeah, and uh, but I will be interested to see what comes of this because if it is because of Enzo Amore, uh, I would I would hesitate to side with Neville because for me, and I know we've been talking a lot about how oh I think he just rubs a lot of the locker room the wrong way, uh, and for me it's like. That division is a absolute failure doing what they have been doing with the championship. And, and like, no, like, no one cares. It doesn't feel like anyone cares. Certainly, no one I know really cares. Scotty kind of watches it. Um, so when they put it on Neville or on Enzo, I was kind of like, well, maybe this is at least a way to kind of get it to bleed into the main card status. And I totally got it when they put it on him. And he's... Like, for me, there's being a good heel because you're good on the microphone, which Enzo is, and then there's being a good heel because you represent everything that that division is not, and I think that is perfect for Enzo, too. So I'm kind of down with Enzo being the champion right now, not only because it won me a championship at one point, for but also because... Yeah, for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but also because um, that division was kind of... I'd never wanted to watch it, and now at least when Neville comes or Enzo comes out, fuck, I'm struggling with that. When Enzo comes out, I'm like, okay, this is something new and interesting. Sure. It's not just what they say is going to be a good match that I usually go take a poop during. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, again, that's assuming that that is the reason. Exactly. We don't know what the reason is. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see one thing today that does make a lot of sense as well, that uh, it could be more so the fact that they built this whole storyline around Neville's not allowed to touch Enzo, and then when he's finally allowed to touch him, he's supposed to lose to him, which doesn't make any sense. Mm. Uh, That I can totally get behind. Him as a character being like, well, if you wrote this whole thing, for me, I can't touch him, which is the only reason why he's still champion, and then I finally get a chance to touch him, and I'm supposed to lose to him. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but... Is there a part of you, because there's a part of this for me, which, like... I like the WWE pisses off its superstars for storyline reasons. I would imagine a lot, mm. and like the same guys probably a hundred times a year. Um, 
the fact that Neville was like, oh, I, I had the title for this whole time, but now you're making me do this one thing that doesn't make sense in my head. I'm fucking out of here. Like, that's totally your right to do, but you'd think, like, out of all the guys who've been there a long time and are getting fucked over every now and then and nonsensical things are happening, you'd be like, really? That This one thing happened to you, Neville, and mm. you're just going to pull anchor? I thought you were kind of doing as well as anybody this way in terms of being protected sure. and how well you were doing. But there also is the other end of it where before this run, he did nothing. They gave him nothing. He was non-existent. Mm. So maybe he's afraid that that's the direction he's headed again and doesn't want to waste his time because yep. he knows Could be. that he can go elsewhere and probably make a pretty damn good living because he's good at what he does. Mm. Totally, uh, totally could be. It'd be and interesting to see what happens. There's already opportunities knocking from what I was reading today as sure. well. Sure. I mean, a wrestler, like a wrestler <laughs> that good, in fact, it, it's, like a lot of the times it's not even really good wrestlers. It seems like once you've been in the WWE, your shot will be out there if you want to take it. Like people will come knocking if you play, sure. were in the WWE for a while, mm-hmm. whether you were lighting the world on fire or not. Yes. It's just a matter of if you're the kind of guy that wants to be in the WWE or you're the kind. Because I bet you there are people who totally could make a better living other places, but they view the WWE as something of Absolutely. the pinnacle. And yep. so if Neville doesn't want to be a part of that, then he, you're right. He could probably make at least as much money mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, the uh, Young Bucks tweeted him a picture of the Bullet Club shirt. Right. Yes, I saw that today, too. Yeah. So. Do with that what you will. Sure. Neville not known to wear shirts, <laughs> but perhaps. He wears capes sometimes. Yes. Uh, exclusive interview with TMZ Sports on Tuesday. Ronda Rousey was discussing your possibility, and I know we talk about maybe Ronda Rousey's a lot, but we haven't talked about it in a while, and it seems to be getting closer and closer. Uh, she didn't reveal any specifics regarding potential plans, and she mentioned her belief that it is best to keep things under wraps. If you were a real fake, there's a quote. If you're a real fan, would you really want to know? I enjoy it more the way, or I enjoy it more that way, and I don't want to ruin everything. So a lot of people saying that she says that in such a context that oh, there's something that's as good as confirming that yeah. she's doing something, which is even worse to me. Exactly, she should have just no sold it. Exactly, or, or even like, I'm not going. Made fun of it. Yeah, wrestling is stupid. It's fake. I'm a real fight. Like go with that instead. Piss people off. Don't go. I don't want to ruin the surprise yep. that's definitely coming. Right. Lame. Uh, also, as a side note, her husband, fellow UFC star Travis Brown, mm-hmm. also talked about a potential move to the WWE, saying, we're still making decisions on my part. I'm not going to say no. He's a big boy. That would actually be okay. There you go. He's Vince-sized, as we call it. There you go. He's a Vince-sized man. Uh, I had more. Oh, um, there's more uh, talks that McGregor's going to be involved in WrestleMania. Uh, nothing concrete there, but a lot of speculation that he might be wrestling Balor, which is fun to think about, whether it's true or not. Him and Floyd Mayweather rematch at WrestleMania. Oh, yes. That's what it's going to be. No rules. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what else do I got? I got, I know I got more. I'm sure it, but. Um... This is the kind of thing that gets uh, lost in the shuffle without a home button. Yeah, without that clicker. The old yeah. clicker. Yeah, the peek behind the curtain, I usually screen cap the news stories. What was the thing that I asked you beforehand if you had it? And now I don't remember what it oh, is myself. Uh, Jeff Hardy and uh, 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 Matt Hardy 
uh, are going to be in the new WWE 2K game as DLC. Right. As well as, mm-hmm. maybe not as a character, but more likely as a skin. Yes. Colonel Sanders. Which is funny. Because the is skin funny. is the best part of the chicken. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's like a creative wrestler preset, I guess, is how it's going to be. Where you can just put it on anybody can dress up as because that's the kind of what they're going for now is that everyone and anyone is colonel sanders right so if you're like a baron corbin or a big fella and you put the colonel sanders skin on will that modify your height and everything or will you be like a it'll just change your hair and everything so you'll be like a big jack colonel sanders i think you'll still look like baron corbin in dimensions but you yeah you'll have white hair and a white goatee and a white suit yeah see that's what they should be doing so i hope that is what they're doing yeah because then you get to see what every guy would look like as colonel sanders right if instead you of just to. swapping a bland colonel sanders skin yes yeah that seems it's it's a very dumb thing like it's very like wrestling fans just bury their head in their hands when they read this story. We're like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Like, we... God damn it. You work so hard to fucking get rid of this shit and then you fucking Colonel Sanders. The phrase, this is a joke, right, was seriously said several (laughs) times in our apartment when they announced Colonel Sanders as the new character. Yeah. Yeah, that game is out uh, this week. In fact... You can probably play it now if you pre-ordered. Probably out right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, since we're kind of foraying a little bit into uh, speculation here and there. Uh, recently, for whatever reason, I was asking you if you'd heard The Rock say he wanted to get involved in WrestleMania or not. We don't know. But two people have called out The Rock saying they're ready for a match at some point. One of them is Triple H, and one of them is Roman Reigns. There you go. Those uh, Well, Roman Reigns seems like a natural fit whether you want to watch that match or not. Mm-hmm. That seems like a thing that was always destined to happen. Uh, and Triple H uh, it doesn't really surprise me, but is not something I want to see. Yeah, that. but the only thing with the Roman Reigns one is that at this point, I don't know if it can happen because he's just starting to get that actual babyface reaction with this whole Shield thing going on. Mm-hmm. And if you put him up against Rocky, it, it, and this is assuming it's at this WrestleMania, right? he's not, that's going to go right back to fucking booze again. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to go, it's going to be pro-rock, 100%. Do you wonder if the re, they're doing this exclusively for the reason of getting Roman Reigns over? Like, trying to re-get him over? Because I don't think that no matter how over the shield gets, I don't think that carries as soon as Roman Reigns splits again. I think that it's a factor. I don't know if it's the determining factor right. or even 50% of it. Ratings are also probably a yeah. giant factor. I read a thing about Vince being very worried that John is gone and that there's nobody else to really give specifically this TLC card that wow thing. So yep. that's why they're doing the Shield reunion quicker than arguably it should be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think it'll, it, it, it could help him. Sure. Depends how it all goes and who they face and what the run is like, and I mean, fuck, if he's the one to turn heel out of this, maybe that's even better. Yep. He's the one that turns his back this time. Although I think it should be Ambrose, but maybe that's why it won't happen because that's just too easy. Sure. So So then hopefully you get people booing Roman Reigns for and you want them to be booing yeah. him instead of mm-hmm. trying part of to me win wa- him back. Part of me wondered if over this whole big kind of arc he's been doing since The Undertaker, if he wasn't supposed to be kind of a heel. But uh I think he's more John Cena than anybody else ever has been. Oh, absolutely. Or he's not. There's no heel and baby face for him necessarily. Right. He's just the dude that gets reactions. His middle ground is just more, I don't care what you think. 
Sure. Uh, whereas John's middle ground was always like, oh, everyone's having fun. The energy's here. You can say what you want. It's yeah. a free country. Yeah, it's true. That's all I got for news. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs, a.k.a. Jimothy Jacobs, as I like to call him, is a uh, former wrestler uh, in the ROH. Is mm-hmm. uh, He was in Scum, apparently, with Kevin Steen, and I believe Matt Hardy was in that at one point. Uh, he's a SmackDown writer. Uh, who has been fired because he posted a picture that he took with the Bullet Club uh, when they did that whole invasion thing two weeks ago on his Instagram, and they got all pissed off at him for taking a picture with the enemy Mm -hmm. and fired him. Uh, That is uh, pretty petty on the WWE's part and also very stupid on that man's part working for the WWE and thinking that was going to fly. That was never, ever going to happen. Uh, we got to talk about this Jim Cornette thing, too, because it's fucking hilarious. Oh, yes. Uh, Cornette and Santino Morella, who, if you're unfamiliar with their backstory, they don't like each other. Mm. They have never liked each other. Cornette has uh, multiple shoot interviews about how he hates him. And uh, they were at a convention in Detroit, apparently, over the weekend. And there's, <laughs> like, not in a backstage hallway or in a backstage dressing room or anything, like straight in the actual room, it looks like, mm-hmm. where fans are clearly all just standing around watching this videotaping it on their phones. Yeah. Uh, and they get into a very, very hard, heated argument. Um, you can hear Cornette in his patented voice saying, fuck this guy, I don't give a fuck about you, yada, yada. And both sides have come out and given their release, and Santino is calling him a liar, and... It's just, it's the biggest fucking mess ever. And it's just two of the weirdest, like... You said they almost came to blows? It was very close. Yeah. Like, as close as I think as you can be. More so, I think, from Santino's side, right? Yeah. Because he... That's how he handles problems. Well, and he's a legitimately trained MMA f- fighter. Like, he did jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, but he knows that he can't hit first. Right. So he was trying to get Jim to swing so that he could put him down. Because right. he would be able to rather easily, I think. Jim Cornette's an old man. You shouldn't hit but him back either way. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I would recommend that you read their, their uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because both of them are very lengthy, uh, but their statements are pretty funny on the whole situation. They just definitely, fucking hate each other so much. Definitely not done by lawyers. <laughs> nope. Just them coming out and being like, all right, here's why I fucking hate that yeah. guy. And Might then, as well be written on a napkin. Yes. Uh, if you were wondering why uh, Nigel McGuinness missed last week's 205 Live as well as the pay-per-view over the weekend, uh, it's just because he has some time off. There you go. There's no real reason time. or any reason to be worried about it. He had a commitment that required him to have some time off, and that's kind of all that they've said. So that's all right. That explains that. And I think that's it. I think we covered it all. Good. All right, Hell in a Cell happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It was on Sunday. <coughs> uh, I still have not watched the pre-show match because I never do. Yep. Chad That's Gable, that. Shelton Benjamin defeated the Hype Bros in a match that went 10 minutes and 20 seconds and kind of factored into me winning the Sat Pod Picks Championship. Yeah, um, one of your, your, your nearby threats didn't pick the pre-show match. Yes. Which put him at an immediate disadvantage, which you were... Quick to strike on. Matt Eads was the, he was my real competition in this. Mm-hmm. Boris came close. Uh, Scotty, who I still have not heard from in like three weeks at this point. Yep. Uh, he did not, uh, not, not do much at all. So it was Matt Eads the whole way. Like he, if he would have <laughs> picked this match and he probably would have gotten it right. Yeah. 
he would have tied me, but then he also didn't have a tiebreaker, so we would have had to figure that situation out. But man's um, an idiot. That's what he gets for screwing me out of a fucking title. <laughs> Not to uh, cry over spilled milk, because I don't even like milk. But um, before the show, I gave my picks to you. They yes. were exactly the mm-hmm. same as your picks, mm-hmm. except for I had Charlotte, mm-hmm. and you had effectively Charlotte winning, and then, uh, what's her name, Carmella cashing in. So we would have had the exact same score, and I would have, without question, won up your time. Yeah. <laughs> so I would have been right so there. I forget what I was at, two. F- Fifty-five. I won up Boris, I think. Yeah, and then I would have won up to you. But you, but you know, you never know because if I get to pick after you, because were you picking last for time? In the time, yes. Yeah, two forty. So you never know if I was picking after you, you probably don't do two forty-nine because you know I'm just going to do two fifty, mm. and that only gives you one minute. So you might have had a different strategy. It's then true. who knows? It's true. But either way, yeah, she's back home. Well, no, it hasn't left our apartment, and. Months at this point. Uh, yeah, a very long time. No competition, really, of any sort. We have the picks division on lock. <laughs> <laughs> the 316 penitentiary. That's right. Uh, speaking of which, the Usos and the New Day had the first match of the night. Hell in a Cell tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. 22 minutes even on this one. Uh, and it was really good. Yep, maybe match of the night. They, but... uh... They had they went weapon heavy because you can't do any of the high flying stuff with. That's why uh, I've said it once. I've said it a billion times. These fucking gimmick pay per views are the mm, worst. Exactly because you are immediately handicapping one match because whichever one is the main, which that happens to be not a title match this time, but yep. it's Kevin and Shane, so that's going to go on last. Mm-hmm. The other one has to work a completely different match to try not and have any sort of similarities between the two matches, and I think both matches suffer because of it. Whereas, if you had a program that made sense to use a Hell in a Cell match, then it's organic, and you don't have to worry about another Hell in a Cell match being on the fucking same card. I 100% agree with you in terms of the, uh, uh, I hate the gimmick pay-per-view. I hate having multiple Hell in a Cell matches on one card. Um, I hate, just hate the sheer number of Hell in a Cell matches there are, period. I think one a year is plenty. Um, but at the same time, I didn't feel like either of these matches on this card suffered at all because I thought they were easily the two best matches of the card, and they were very different, uh, probably by design, like you were saying. Mm. But I think that made them way better in that one was like this heavy weapon sure. brawl and one of them was a stunt show. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think these matches... Maybe aren't the best example for that. Right, but I agree with you, especially last year, which I think was the biggest uh, crime for it. When it was three matches, it was the women, it was Roman, and it was a, a, another one in there somewhere. I think maybe Bray was doing Oh, it might have been Bray and Roman. I'm not sure. But anyway, it was like three Hell in a Cell matches, and I just was so tired of seeing the damn Cell. And some, yeah. like one of the matches was not, like it barely even used the sell or the no disqualification rules as a, as a thing. Cause you're probably running out of ideas when the other two cell matches have kind of laid out their battle plan. Yeah. So I totally agree with you, especially on that one. Uh, Reigns, Rusev, uh, Owens, Rollins, Charlotte Banks. Right. And I think it was Owens and Rollins maybe was the one that I was like, oh, there's not, I don't, I don't know about this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was that one really cool spot where they trapped uh, one of the Usos in the corner with the kendo sticks. Mm-hmm. 
I like that a lot. That was something that you've never seen before, which is yep. cool. If you can find something new like that in right. 2017, that's a bonus. A I liked the uh, trombones. The trombones were good. Yep. The unicorn kendo sticks, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. That's very them. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking Xavier took a goddamn beating when his hands were cuffed up and mm-hmm. up and over his head, and they just given it just to like fuck, man. Him. He good for him for standing there and taking that shit because. God, that hurt me just watching it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really good match. I would say, uh, yeah, without a doubt, my best wrestling match of the night. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, Not a spot match. Yeah. Diff- best best spot match of the night may be different, but yeah. as far as a match in all things considered, it's match of the night. Yeah, and that's like what we were saying is as much as it's a detriment to have these yearly pay-per-views with as many Hell in a Cells as you want, at least the Hell in a Cell matches were the best matches on the Hell in a Cell sure. card. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Randy Orton and Rusev. Singles match, 11-40. Randy Orton wins. I did not see this coming. I don't care. I, just don't... I really thought Rusev really needed this and was going to get it. Makes no sense to me at all. Corbin, Styles, and apparently Ty Dillinger. No one knew. I yelled at Warren because I was like, hey, when I was making my picks, you didn't even mention this guy was in it. Yeah. And you're like, I did not know. They uh, they added him the day of, and their justification was Corbin or uh, Dillinger talking to Daniel Bryan. Hey, I beat Corbin. I should be in this match. Okay, mm-hmm. and that was it. Then they both chanted. He chanted yes. Bryan chanted ten. That was the end of that. Yeah, that's so, how easy it is. More people should just go in and I, ask. I tell you, man, if they would have put that in there, that would have I think maybe changed a couple picks as well. But it's like anything. It's it um. You go in when they're busy and you ask them for something. Because sure. if they're busy, then they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. whatever you need. Uh, Corbin wins, which is, I do like the story. that they, like, I don't, I'm not disliking the fact that they added Dillinger into this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it because Corbin was the one that was all pissed off, uh, bursting into Daniel Bryan's office about, oh, he hasn't earned the right. Why yeah. that should all be one-on-one, blah, guy blah, to blah. Beat. Yeah. Fuck this guy. And then he ends up being the reason why Corbin wins this match. Exactly. Which is it was a good story told. Great. And it's a great way to get the belt off AJ without making him look yep. uh, weak, which then they ended up going into SmackDown. He fucking <laughs> lost clean anyway. Yes. But um, Yeah, so Styles hit Dillinger with the... Uh, the forearm. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, Corbin comes in and, like, Really dumped him out of the ring. Yeah, like booted him stiff once. Stiff ass boot. Wanted to boot him once, so we got all hung up on the ropes, and then just stomped him in the Fuck stomach, me. and he went flying. Yeah, it was stiff. Uh, but then Corbin steals the pin on Dillinger. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much the the blueprint for a triple threat match booking. Mm-hmm. It worked very well. I'm excited to see him as champion. Yeah. I am excited for him to tout his "You keyboard warriors didn't believe in me" and just be a fucking shitty person. Sure. About how no one believed in him, and everyone else will be like, "Well, it's not that we didn't believe; it's that we just don't like you." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Natalia. Twelve minutes and fifteen seconds for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte wins via DQ because Natalia just hit her with a chair randomly yeah. at ringside, and really lame. Yeah, like, crummy, I was crummy finish. Expecting a lot more from these two. I get that maybe you're just that's not that's not their, their delaying it. Yeah, but I don't know. I just didn't, it didn't, it left a bad taste in my mouth. I thought they could have at least done something somewhat better right. than what we at saw. At least build to that moment. Like, yeah. have that moment where you're like, oh my God, she's going to win. And then, mm. and then thumb to the eye or, or something to get yep. DQ'd or slap the ref or like, it was just like, oh, they're going outside the ring now. Okay. This match is probably about half of, oh, 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 there it goes. <laughs> uh, Jinder Mahal. 
defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to re, uh, retain his championship at 12 minutes, 10 seconds. Uh, second shortest match of the night is your title match. Uh, and beats him clean asterisk. I mean, he pinned him clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Singh brothers were getting ejected, which caused a bit of a distraction and led to the finish. But fuck, man, I was uh, even though even though I picked Jinder, I was still surprised that there wasn't at least some extra form of fuckery or something here. Because if you're like, what have you done with Shinsuke? You 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 build him up, okay? Yeah, now he's a contender. Finally, that's seems like a legitimate spot for him to be, and only to have him lose to a fucking comedy guy that made racist comments towards him two that's weeks right. ago. Yep, clean. Leave the whistle. It just doesn't make any sense to me, but yeah. they are going to India again, so I guess maybe that's there. That's it, and I'm not entirely sure that that's done, <laughs> honestly. Did I tell you the stat? I think I said it to Boris last week. Uh, Jinder Mahal's current title run, longer than all three of Roman Reigns combined. Oh, that's, yeah, I would never have thought that. Who, who's the real big dog? That's the sure. question you want to ask. Uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler uh, had actually a pretty good entrance where it, it, his music hits and then there's an actual like old school record scratch sound. Yep. And it's just silent. Titantron goes black, lights yep. are off, and well, lights, regular house lights are on, and he just walks to the ring. I really like that. Me too. And it was like, I know it's been done before, or so I've heard it's been done before. It was done during my, uh, my black period in WWE, but I thought it was the perfect way to go. Yep. Uh, for Dolph Ziggler. Our truth did it really well. He was the only guy that I can really remember that I liked it anyways. I'm sure somebody else has done it that I'm not remembering, but our truth when he went snapped and they broke up with uh, John Morrison and he attacked him and was hearing voices and muttering things to himself and coming out to no music was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Great gimmick. Uh, Root picks up the win there uh, when by cheating, technically. I mean, he pulled the tights after Ziggler tried to pull the tights on him. Uh, and he wins, but then Ziggler hits the zigzag regardless. Yep. Bit of a strange finish. Yeah, I uh, I, guess, I guess you have him win with the tights to kind of give this program a reason to keep going. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of feeds into Dolph Ziggler's He's a good wrestler. Mantra, like, yeah. oh, you had to cheat yep. to be, well, which we'll get, again, this gets kind of brought up in SmackDown, so mm-hmm. you get a little more feeling about it, but. Uh, main event, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon, falls count anywhere. Hell in a Cell match, the longest Hell in a Cell match ever. No kidding. 39 minutes long. And it didn't feel like that. Yeah, I thought it felt Yeah, I wouldn't fine. say it rushed by, but it was definitely, at 39 minutes, you'd think I'd be hitting the point where I'd be like, God, how long has this been getting going on? Yeah. Part of it is probably because I was drunk. But, well, that too. And, uh, and it was they kept, 1 o'clock in the morning at this right, point. And they kept jumping off shit. Yeah. I don't like on top of the cage. I just don't it I don't it like that you? constant feeling of terror yeah. and cringing for 15 minutes while you're not going to go up there and do a 2 minute spot and come back down. That's just not how that works. If yeah. you're going to go up there and do some stuff, you're up there for 10 15 minutes and it's just like they kept sticking to that one corner center piece like the bottom left corner and it just like why? Why are you there? Does that mean the other ones are gimmicked and you're going to go through like what I don't like this. I just, I don't know. I just feel like there was too much. Yeah. But very, very good match. Uh, Owens, um, did he, he fell off at one point, right? Uh, he fell off from about halfway. Yes. Uh, through a table. Like the Sean spot, kind of. Yeah. 
and then uh, and then Shane did the the big one. Right. So he uh, climbed up to the top with Owens laid out on the other table, yeah. the same Undertaker table. Yeah. Uh, and then Shane's standing up there, and he crosses himself and jumps off. And Sami Zayn comes out, pulls Kevin Owens off of the table at the like. Not even close. Like, it was last, last second. Like, it was very well-timed. Right. Or maybe even not very well-timed in that it was too close, depending on how you look at it. But uh, I thought it was really good. The beauty of it was that you're not looking at the ground, so you don't see Sammy coming. Yeah. Everyone in the building and watching at home is looking Looking up up at Shane, because why wouldn't you? Sammy's wearing all dark clothes. He blends in with the camera crew and the floor And that's I honestly thought it was a cameraman at first, because I saw it. Uh, and I'm like, the fuck did that get? Why? Like, does Kev hurt that he needed help sitting up? Right. Or is he just like gassed and like yeah. couldn't stand? And you thought like, it was I like a help. ring monkey being like, oh, this is going to kill a man. And then <laughs> the camera kind of turned, and you could just see the red beard sticking out of the hood. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh! oh. Uh, I fucking loved that, man. That was such a great fucking finish. Me too. And I spoiled this, which sucks, but um, I didn't spoil the finish of the match. But I spoiled that Sami Zayn got involved. On Kevin Owens' behalf. Uh, so I, I saw it coming, which, like you've said in the past, when you've had something spoiled, it's sometimes interesting to watch the people who don't know because you guys were being like right. off the cuff, like half joking, like, oh, what if Sammy comes out and does it? <laughs> yeah. I'm also drunk enough to not remember that you had even said that you spoiled anything. Yeah, exactly. So, no, that was good. I, uh, I thought it was a really good pay per view. I enjoyed it a lot, a lot more than I thought I was going to. All right, let's uh, let's do the Monday Night Raw. Now get the guns, the drugs from my generation. I'll take the fall, the saints, and across the nation. And it's a sin to cut the face of fraud that messes with me. Come on, come on, come on, let's get it out. The Banker's Life Fieldhouse, Indianapolis. Indiana, home of the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Fucking logo. Every time they work this building, you just fucking, oh, we're in Indiana tonight, obviously. Detroit's the other one. Yeah, that's true. You see that Red Wing, or or the words Joe Lewis yes. all over that arena. Although not, that arena is- Not anymore, yeah, though. That arena's not the- Gone are the days. Yes, sir. Fucking Little Caesars logo all over the place mm-hmm. now. The pizza wheel. Goddamn crazy bread. Delicious fucking food. I fucking hate crazy bread. <laughs> Uh, Raw opened with Sheamus and Cesaro appearing on Miz TV. Both of them, as well as Curtis Axel, getting uh, Mizzy awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo Dallas apparently sick under the weather mm-hmm. is the rumor. So uh, you got to be, I think, pretty damn. Like, when's the last time that there was a character who missed TV uh, for being sick that was actually acknowledged as such? It was in a prominent enough role yeah. that they couldn't just have him not be on TV for a week. Right. They actually had to bring him up and... And explain why he wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's been a while. I'm going to assume explosive diarrhea. Sure. <laughs> because I don't know what else it could be that would keep him off if he's just got a cold. Yeah, it's coming out of one end of the He's other. not talking on the mic anyway. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to... Yeah. Just yes. some fucking... Ate some tacos somewhere on the road. Yeah. And the old Zoom is revenge. And that's it. Uh, in response, the Shield reunited and uh, came out and kind of kicked some ass, raised some hell. Kern Angle made the main event of TLC, the Shield versus the Miz and Debar in a TLC match. Yes, worth noting. Uh, crowd was hot, man, for this mm-hmm. Shield stuff. Even like to the point where Roman comes out first, 
They boo. Mm-hmm. Dean comes out, and it's immediate. Holy shit, this is happening. Yep. Seth comes out, and it's fucking pandemonium. Yep. They did the... Uh, did they always call it the shield bomb, no, or is that a new so. thing, right? I feel like I heard that for the first time yeah. today, or on Monday. Me too. But anyways, they did the shield bomb mm. um, to Miz in the ring after destroying everyone else. I thought it looked good. I thought they... Uh, it they and seem to enjoy themselves. I was saying to you that I don't think I've seen Dean Ambrose look that actually fired up yeah. ever. Right. Like, he looked like he was like, oh, fuck, I forgot how good this feels to be fucking, like, this massively well-booked team. And we were talking about the fact that Rollins is probably the only guy, and even then since he came back as a babyface, because he was playing a heel for a long time, but who kind of always consistently still had the good fan reaction where they kind of gave up on Dean a little bit, where they were starting to cheer for the people he was wrestling against, uh, and they really obviously gave up, gave up on Roman. So it was probably a big deal for both of those guys to be like, oh, yeah, that's that's what that there feels like. That's the good stuff. Uh, Jason Jordan and Carl Anderson had a match. Jordan pinned Anderson after his uh, spin-out neckbreaker finisher, Dealey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still clearly have nothing for the club planned. No, it's uh if only AJ was still on Raw and they had true. this whole shield thing going on. Hmm. Mm. Opportunity missed. Hey, they could trade a guy for any reason. That's the beauty of wrestling. But it's just, like AJ's already gone back. He was on Raw so gone forget- to SmackDown. I agree with everything you're saying, just don't forget that it's wrestling. <laughs> That's why I wouldn't be too like, crazy about it. If they unless they all how about you leave AJ there and everyone else gets traded to SmackDown instead? That would do it for you? Although, I guess Dean has gone. A lot of people have gone back. Well, no. He just went from SmackDown to Raw. So to go back to SmackDown. Although AJ did the same thing. Anyways, I'm just <laughs> saying. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of work you would have to do. But it, yeah. would, it would be, hey, if we're getting a club versus the Shield, that'd it be is, fine. It is a lot of work. But a lot of work could also be like... We've decided to trade the sh- uh, the Shield because they're miscreants to SmackDown, and the loser of this match has to leave Raw, and that's the club. Like it's wrestling; they'll do it all in one day if they sure. want. Sure, yeah, and we'll, it's we'll attainable, and we'll be like, right. "Oh, I see what they're doing." Cool, <laughs> okay, that works. Uh, Lies defeated Paul Cruz. Titus O'Neil tried to uh, taunt him by playing banjo before the match. Playing is a loose term. Good word. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Elias won with his uh, drift away. That which he's won a lot lately. Yep. So he's doing all right for himself. I did not like foresee they, this. They but still like him. They just obviously don't know what the hell to do with him. Where, yeah, where he exactly fits in. Didn't he win a program with Finn Balor? Or did he just hit him with a guitar and then lose that program? I think I can't he did lose that as, <laughs> as, a, as a whole. You'd I think believe. Finn was probably on the way up a little faster. Yeah. Uh, Enzo complained about Kurt not firing Kalisto for putting his hands on him. Angle explained that Kalisto signed a cruiserweight contract after Enzo's no contact clause, and that Enzo would defend the cruiserweight championship against Kalisto in a lumberjack match later in the show. To which Enzo said, "I'll do it as long as it's in the main event." And Angle said, "Okay." So that's a weird thing for a heel to want. Like I, not over a babyface, because I guess anyone would ask for to be in the main event. Sure. But just that he was just so immediately fine with defending his title as long as it was in the main event instead of him being a sour bitch about it like a heel is supposed to be. Right. I uh, I was kind of confused. Yeah. But then he made it the lumberjack match and then he got all pissed off again, so that worked. 
Uh, Braun Strowman had a singles match with Matt Hardy, which I immediately went, oh, what does this mean? And and I think it was also partially Corey Graves saying, guys, have you noticed that since Jeff left with his injury that Matt's been acting a little differently lately? Mm. Which I went, oh, what are you doing to me, Corey? Yeah. What does this mean? Well, and it's funny. The, I mean, the funniest part is the fact that Matt has not been acting differently. He's mm-hmm. been acting the way he was acting with Jeff, which was also fucked. Yes. But we've just never gotten what we wanted. It's very true. Uh, Strowman pinned Hardy with a running power slam. Uh, after the match, Strowman tried to carry Hardy, but carry Hardy to the back, but was stopped by the shield. They brawled, and uh, Strowman got put through the announce table with the uh, triple power bomb, shield bomb. Cole um, was losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> as he usually does. The sum about being there yeah. up at the top like that where he goes, he digs down a little deeper yeah. for... Oh, my God! Yeah. At the table. Ah, that's at the table. Don't do it! Don't do it! Um, this actually got me more fired up than the opening segment. Yeah. Because this felt like them... Like, it was like, oh, yeah. Reasserting their dominance. Right. And you guys were always, like, the shield for justice except because you were heels... Your idea of justice was Not fucking up all the little justice. guys. Yeah, but now it's like, oh, you're standing up for all the all the people who can't stand up for themselves. You're like good cops now, yeah. and you're beating like the most dominant thing that they've had uh, on Raw in a long time. So yeah. they're they are saying to the fans, it's like, okay, these guys will fuck up anyone. Yeah. Um, there was one point in the match with Matt Hardy. Where, uh, well, you hit him with the the. I, I actually thought it was a very welly, welly, welly. very well booked match. Goodly. Uh, the uh, the twist of fate was great. Mm-hmm. The commentators made a great point of noticing that he kicked out at one, and how many people has Matt Hardy put away with that, and right. blah blah blah. Uh, and then they had this tight shot on Matt Hardy, where he just wide eyed looked up at Strowman after that happened and went, "What are you?" <laughs> and then got fucking hit with a clothesline or something. Like it was, it was. They, it was a very was entertaining so match. Yeah. Like, he's a perfect guy to and help a guy like Strowman out. Exactly. And it's the little things that a guy like Matt Hardy, who is very good at that side of wrestling, if he's not so good at getting in the ring sometimes, um, he's very <laughs> good at making, like, a squash match have a legitimate story to it. Yes. Yep. Um. What are you? <laughs> Uh, the Miz quoted the Shield saying they would uh, they could defeat any four, five, or six guys to get Kurt Angle to make the six man tag match at TLC a handicap match, and uh, Braun Strowman got added to his team. He said, "This is my teammate," and they zoom out. <laughs> and there's just this fucking door in this black room, and he just kicks it and fucking bursts open, and he's doing his scream thing as he does. And just comes in, gets right in Angle's face, stares at him until Angle, like like a fucking embarrassed dog that's been caught chewing something. Yeah. Like, breaks eye contact and, like, like oh, kind of double check. He's still there. Oh, shit, he's still there. <laughs> God damn it, he got me. And then, like, I, I don't know what the fuck that was. Why, why is Kurt Angle afraid of this guy all of a sudden? Everyone should be afraid of Braun. <sighs> uh, this, it was funny because it's, like, not that I didn't know it was going to be Braun right when this segment started, like right when they said, I want a fourth guy. Hmm. But for me, it's like, oh, you probably think a fourth guy. And it's like, oh, maybe Bo Dallas will be good to go. Maybe Curtis Axel, Axel gets joined. And then it's like, oh, no, it's a guy who can conceivably beat three people on his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I uh, I like the addition of him just to make it feel like something bigger. And also, I don't know what else you were going to do with him anyway. So no. I think he'll uh, take some big spot and kind of yeah. get written out of that match. Yep. yep. 
Not take the pin. No, no, no. He'll just kind of disappear. Probably go flying off the stage or something. Uh, Alexa Bliss taunted Mickey James with a video about how old she is, and then they fought a little bit. Yeah, I'm not really into this. Mickey still looks good. That's right. Like no one cares. What was the thing she got over? Biscuit butt. Oh, crowd like that one. Yeah, it's fun thing to say. Sure. Uh, Kendrick Gallagher, Gallagher, I should say, Mm -hmm. defeated Alexander and Mustafa Ali. Kendrick pin Ali with the sliced bread number two. Moving on. <laughs> Finn Balor said he wasn't afraid of Sister Abigail. Bray Wyatt showed up on the Titan Tron uh, with makeup on and a sheet on his head as Sister Abigail. And uh, Finn was afraid, I guess. Uh, yeah, he was. Or confused. <laughs> Maybe he's confused as all of us. <laughs> Which doesn't make any. I mean. Being afraid would make no sense. Yeah. Him being confused makes even less sense because that you're the same. You you also have a multiple personality thing. Right. Exactly. So you should be able to be like, oh, okay, I get it. You're <laughs> oh, just this like is me. your guy. Yeah. You're a brother? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, exactly. Oh, yeah. I remember when I first came up with my alter ego. Because he's, and that's the thing. They've acknowledged in recent weeks that the man invented the beast. Yeah. So why is he like, what is going on? He's. We, you're also Sister Abigail? <laughs> what? Like, it's just weird that he would be so baffled by this. This, but. Uh, this, is, this is a very divisive segment. It's a divisive program, it seems, or mm. a divisive idea for Bray. Uh, but I, for one, am way into this, as most people who know me would not be surprised. Well, I, I want to see Sister Abigail Bray Wyatt. As I said to you this week, I there was no way that I gave a fuck about this program. I wanted it to be done before the last match. Uh, because I'm like, well, he's beaten you as the demon and as the non-demon. So why do we do a, need to do a third match? Right. Uh, but then this is this is fucking brought me right back in. Like I'm I'm all in on this as well. Yeah. Uh, with timid expectations. Sure. Because you can make it look good as we've seen with him on the Titantron in a pre-produced backstage segment where you have the benefit of that camera cut where he can go from normal Bray to the makeup Bray. Slap your effects on there. But to have him make an entrance, I assume, as Sister Abigail and to work a match, is he going to wrestle any differently? I mean, Mm -hmm. Finn doesn't. Right. But if Bray is a female, you'd think some things have got to be different. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Like, what is he going to dress different? Or is it literally just going to be Bray Wyatt with a tarp over his head and that's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. it'll be interesting. They go a lot of different ways, and this could be very good or very bad. Not gonna knock it until we see the full thing. As I, of right now, I'm I'm loving it. Like I've loved what they've done the past two weeks. I want to see some real heavy supernatural shit, Warren. Sure. You know what I like? Yep, I'm all in for that too. Uh, elimination match: Emma, Sasha Banks, Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke, and Bailey it was a uh, five way to determine who will face Oscar at TLC. Brooke was eliminated first with a Bailey to belly. Uh, Bailey was eliminated soon after by an axe kick from Alicia Fox, which is weird to read that Bailey was eliminated by Alicia Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox was eliminated with the bank statement, and Emma then immediately rolled up Sasha uh, to eliminate her and win the match. It'll be Oscar versus Emma at TLC. Congratulations to Boris for seeing through this for the past three weeks. Uh, as someone who's been away, Boris was saying that it was going to be Emma. Yeah. Okay. He figured that was why they had been kind of. Giving Not her a bit of pushing a rub. her, but yeah. she was doing somewhat better and getting more now. screen time than she has yeah. been. New entrance. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to give, like, Oscar's going to come in there and tear somebody apart on her first day. You don't want to tear want her to tear apart one of your legitimate opponents that you'll have for her at a big show. Right. Like Sasha or Bailey. Because, you know, the Bailey match, if you can get Bailey back 
like to the top of the women's division, um, that Bailey match could be huge because the story behind that is great. Mm-hmm. That Bailey was kind of the last of the four horsewomen holding it down in NXT, kind of the face of NXT, and then just got absolutely destroyed. Right. So, I mean, it would be great to see Bailey get that championship before she runs into Asuka, and then you could tell the story, oh, is Asuka just going to tear her apart again? Or? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think on the flip side of uh, that as well, you don't want, like you said, you don't want somebody to be high-end for Asuka's first match, but you also, I don't think, want it to be a jobber. You want it to be like not just some local talent. You want it to be somebody who's on your roster who has done well enough to make this first victory for Oscar seem like, holy shit, like Emma was doing pretty good and she just fucking kicked the ever loving shit out of her. So right. that immediately makes Oscar right up near the top, yeah. which is smart. Uh, next Monday's main event is Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage. Well, there you go. Yep, I'd watch that. Lumberjack match for the Cruiserweight Championship. Kalisto, Enzo Amore. Kalisto wins with the Salida del Sol off the ropes to become the new Cruiserweight Champion. There you go. It was uh, an okay story. Thank they you, told. Neville, says Kalisto. Mm-hmm. God yeah. bless you for leaving. Launched my career. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't wonder what Neville was thinking when he saw him take the title off the day. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> just sitting at home yeah. losing his goddamn mind. <laughs> Fucking bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, studs and duds. Uh, studs will be um, the Shield reunion, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the second time we saw him when they came out sure. for, uh, for the big fella. Uh, my dud will be uh, the, the club. Getting used and abused. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will also give my stud to the uh, the shield reunion. I'd say the whole thing. Yep. That that original moment of them coming out and standing there and doing the kind of look at each other and yep. looking around at the crowd. Crowd just fucking losing their minds, which is great. Um, dud. What did I not like? Um. I don't know, Bailey losing to Alicia Fox. Yeah, I was part of me before I Weird. said the club was going to be like that match, except for the choice of the winner was not that good. Yeah, because I thought Emma was the right choice, but all right. Good. I don't know why uh, Nia Jax wasn't in that match. Did you have the title match? I don't know. Maybe you just thought it was easier to leave her out because you <laughs> wanted to lose. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. She's friends with. Uh, Alexa again. Right. So maybe she's just she's just, just involved in that. Having tea. Bodyguard deal. Yeah. All right, SmackDown. The Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's not what they sound like in Michigan. Uh, Van Andel is a very nice name for an arena. Yeah. I'm sure that's some sort of a company. Old Van Andel Arena. Uh, it's 3-2 for the Yankees. Bottom of the sixth. Oh, shit. Coming back. Chad Gable. You'd, cheer, you'd be cheering for Cleveland? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Chad Gable, Chelton Benjamin. Um, oh, this is very... Fuck you, Uprocks. Mm. God damn it. Um... Usos and New Day came out. 
had another one of very similar to last week, back and forth promo of like, we're the best. No, you're the best. Uh, no, you're the best. Oh, well, f- well, both of us teams are the best, and everyone else is pure gar- The Usos literally at one point said everyone else is trash. Yeah. Which is like, ah, I get what you're doing. Maybe you don't go that far with it. Well. Because when you say that, everyone goes, yeah, yeah, you're right. They are kind of shitty because they are. Right. But don't draw attention to it. <laughs> Like no, you, gotta, you, fucking... you can you can call them trash if they're good, right? Because then everyone's like, "Oh, boo!" Uh, fuck you. That's not yeah. true. But if it's true, you're, you're like, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true." Yeah. That's true. No, fuck, it's a steep drop off after you too. Yeah. And, this, and then the segment just hammered it home with all the cheap trade and all the teeth. Like you're right, they are all trash. <laughs> um, I I I didn't like it at first. Even last week, I said it's weird that they're being all. Chummy, yeah, with each other saying, Oh, you, you're great, and we're great, and yeah, right. And I get that they have had a lot of really good matches, but I liked this week that they added in the fact of like New Day being like, Wait a minute, are you just trying to like get us to truce for the sake of us because you're worried that we're gonna beat you again? Yeah, like is that what this is? I like that they at least made sense of it where I'm like, Oh, so they're still kind of being slimy heels while also being legitimate respect because of the match they just had. Right. They're trying to make sure that they don't lose these titles again because they think everyone else is so much worse that they won't have a problem with them. So you think after this segment, the Usos remain heels? Yes. Okay. Because I wasn't Which sure. Is, yeah. It's yeah. possible that it's It felt not, way but... more, it, it felt like they went way further towards the babyface yeah. side than they than they usually do on the sure. on the props and respect stuff. Uh, and then you had every uh, tag team come out, including the Fashion Police. Mm-hmm. First time we've seen them in a <laughs> wrestling arena. In months. like in months. L- Literally months. Yeah. Two months, I'd say. Probably even closer to three at this I point. I had literally, like, I don't want to say delegated, because I don't want to make it sound like it was any worse than actual wrestling program, but I had kind of compartmentalized them into just a show you watch during wrestling yeah. and not an actual well, wrestling that's even how they said, like, the Usos yeah. referenced them. It was like, like, oh, I love Fashion Files. Yeah. Like, it's a program on their so TV they watch, they watch. they watch that, but they don't know other stuff that's happening exactly. in, the, in the TV it's show. It's kind of great. <laughs> yeah, it's very dumb. Yes. Um, the Oost Truce was a term that was used here, mm-hmm. which made me laugh. Uh, and then Daniel Bryan came out and uh, made a match and said the winner of this match is the number one contender for the Usos. New Day, not in this match. That seemed kind of weird, especially because they, they should be owed a rematch right. anyway. Absolutely. Uh, they really teased that they were going to go the fashion police route. Fuck me were they over, too. This crowd yep. was so hot for them, which is good. Yeah. means what they're doing is working, and they have this now in their back pocket for whenever they want to use it. Right. To have them stumble into their tag team champ, like literally accidentally win the tag team championships in a comedic way yep. is going to be a great moment. Yeah. Um, and it's good to just have that in your back. But now that you've t- you've know, done all this backstage stuff, mm-hmm. haven't had them come out and you get this reaction, like, okay, we got something with these guys. Right. Which is good. You even have more than you used to have with the Ascension because they're kind of a backdoor comedy act as yeah. well, just being associated with them. Um, you had another tease of the uh, Hype Bros... Break up, which I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. They just keep slow playing that every single week. But I part of me wonders if it's just because they are a little bit shallow in that tag division. If only there was another team that could show up and help out things in and that Bucks. tag division. Uh, Sammy Zayn explained why. Uh, so no, no. Uh, Becky Lynch and Carmel had a match first. Lynch won by submission with the disarm her. Mm-hmm. I, uh, at the risk of sounding very creepy. I'm a very big fan of Carmella's new ring attire. 
Mm-hmm. You do sound creepy, but you Once are not alone, I don't imagine. No, no that's, uh, that's good stuff. The Ellsworth thing, it's weird. It's it's, it's weird. too weird. Yeah, no, it's not even like, ha ha ha. Yeah, that's kind. I kind of like, get it. I don't like, know if you're it's my bitch. <laughs> is it my fucked up, perverted mind that I only think of S and M sex stuff, or no. am I supposed to think like, oh, he's ugly like a dog, so she treats him like a dog? Yeah, it's. I think it's a little bit of both. Like I like I see it too. It kind of it seems like the whole like. Yeah, you're 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 my bitch. You hmm. go wherever I like, want. Like you, you banging to go. this dude? Don't talk. Yeah, exactly. Is, is Does it get this... weird? Right. Does it get weird in the bedroom? Because she honest... did kiss him finally. Yep. And frankly, if I was James Ellsworth, I, worth, I'd be a little oh. turned on by this whole thing. Fuck yeah. I'd have. Just, Let I'd it go like, with the flow, brother. Absolutely. Let I'd it like, happen. Do whatever you want to. Just, you can't be the initiator. No. Because then you got Cass, yep. right? If she's doing it yep. and she's just doing her character. Yeah. All you got to do is pretend like you like it, which wouldn't be that hard. And it's just acting. You're just an actor. That's all it is. Just doing my job, trying not to get fired. You think female actors, when they have sex with guys, but they have husbands? Husbands just can't get mad. What's Cass going to say? Look like you enjoyed that too much? Yeah. Well, thank you for complimenting my acting skills. That's which right. he does not have, so I guess that would be a little see-through. <laughs> That's right. Like, that was too good, Ellsworth. I know what's going on here. Yeah. You're not that good of an actor, brother. I see right through you, you yes. fucking chinless bastard. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Zayn explained why he helped Kevin Owens at Hell in a Cell, citing Shane McMahon's carelessness and indifference towards his career. Wow, some big words from the Upper mm. uh, As well as Shane's apparent attempted murder of Owens. Uh, <laughs> Owens and Zayn hugged good. and held up <laughs> each other's hands to end the segment. Um, I liked this. This was great. It was almost word for word what I had said I wanted to do. I think we were talking about Survivor Series mm-hmm. of a team Owens versus Team Shane, and that this was that Sammy would be the floater, mm-hmm. and that he would eventually do kind of what the Big Show did a couple of years ago and flip to be on Kevin's team uh, for the reasons of if I look at my career and then look at yours and all the success that you've had, yeah, I should start doing what you're doing, That's which is only- essentially what he came on set. Right. That's the only way to do that turn like that it makes too much sense not to do it where it's like yeah you're you are in in reality flipping him because he has fucking nothing going sure why not use that and be like yeah i became a bad person because when i was a good person nothing happened for Mm. me um at the same time god i felt like the crowd didn't give a shit about a lot of this well and and it was the first week so Mm. i think that maybe they didn't want him to just show up and be at 100 percent of what he's going to be it should be maybe a bit of a trend like he's learning how to be kevin owens right um but i think eventually he is going to have to and it might even have to be next week to come out and do something to be like no no no, i'm i'm a dick now like he has to come out because he kind of teased at it here when he said i used to always care what the or what the people thought and what they wanted. Yeah. Which is like, okay, you're saying it, but you're not saying. You need to say, fuck you people. I don't right. give a fuck about what you think. Right. Don't use those words, but. Um, but I, I think it's, he has, I did notice that he was doing that smile a lot. Yeah. And if he continues that with this gimmick of a like, it, it's a good smile because he looks like a baby face. Right. Like that's his biggest thing is that he looks like a generic. Right. You can't hate the guy. Generic. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> the smile, I think, can be, if it's applied with this heel thing, I think that that will help him. Because it, there was signs on, like, oh, you look like a dick right now with yeah, that smile on your it's, face. It's the, it, there was just this kind of difference in the way he was smiling, where he was, like, making fun of the crowd 
for believing in what he used to be and what he used to do. He yeah. was doing like the let's go right at the beginning and then he'd kind of yes. smile like you guys are fucking fucked. idiots. Like, <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah, no, that's true. I think, um, I think and it was working. It was working for me. Yep. And and it, I continue to think it's a good idea. I just felt like it would be hotter in an arena that was relative. Like they were a good crowd for most of the show. Mm. It just seemed like they maybe they maybe they just died because they were that interested sure. in what. Because sometimes when you want to hear a promo, like you're that interested in a story, then you don't react. You kind of yeah. just sit there and you're like, oh, this is cool. Like we would at home, right? Mm. Like so that totally could be it. And uh, I, and the other thing I said to you while we were watching this is I really hope they don't go right back to the Owens-Jericho thing. It's a fine line. Like, yeah. you are going to have to make this different because it, it is be so, thing. like, one year ago to the, to, the, to the day that that was going on. That was just kind of taking off, getting off the ground was the Kevin Owens and Jericho thing. Yeah, so as long as you can find a way to make it your own, you have the benefit of these two guys having a whole life of friendship to draw from. But you're also going up against the last time you did this. You had us all convinced mm. that they were the two best friends in the world. With so, an arguably better character in exactly. Jericho, right? So at some point, maybe this needs to be less about friendship mm. and more about Owens doing or uh, Zane doing Owens bidding, mm. or there has to be some wrinkle there. Maybe Owens has him on a leash. Uh, <laughs> uh, that would be fucked. Yeah. I, would be, uh, <laughs> I was really, really hoping in my own comedic head that they would just have Jericho, his music hits, he comes out and just like bewildered, shakes his head, just, no. oh, 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 what happened? You told me to, I, and then just turns around and leaves and that's all we see is like five seconds of him just, oh, you fucking, you, you, did. you told me not to do it and now you're, you fuck you. Just something real quick backstage. Yeah, <laughs> just a quick little, you fucking idiot. Um, I'm not entirely convinced they won't do that. It'll happen. I, you have to, yeah. because that's the easiest thing of like, you told me not to do it. Yeah. And, and you go do it. It's too good not to do it. It's the only one hole in this storyline. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton in the weirdest tag team of this all time. a fucking throwaway match if I've ever seen one. Uh, against Aiden English and Rusev. Orton hit Rusev with another RKO, and Nakamura laid out English with a Kinshasa to win the match. Like, he who flip is... Orton heel. Like, he is fucking blech. Well, and he's, he's blech either way. Like... He just he has the lowest la- uh, longevity before the crowd gets disinterested in him mm. of any superstar, and that's why he flips sure. all the fucking time. Like, if you're not flipping him often, it just seems like the crowd will stop caring. And I honestly don't think like I don't think he's ever gonna get back to where he was at his peak of interest. And part of that's just because he's been around forever. Sure. But the problem is the WWE, and I'm an Orton fan. The WWE likes him so much because of his kind of term of service and everything that he's going to get protected and pushed and the crowd's just going to be like, oh, Orton again, eh? Yeah. Like, at least John Cena gets the hate. Right. Like, he gets the the love from someone and the hate from someone and the, the crowd's Orton, always just, screaming against uh, it. Orton's whatever. just like, yeah. He's a, he's a good, he's a good hand. Yeah. He's, he's somewhere. That RKO's there. cool. Yeah, and they love that spot. <laughs> but he's it. great in the middle of the card somewhere beating yeah. up someone that hopefully the crowd really doesn't like if he's a babyface. Hmm. Um, and other than that, yeah, he's just looking for ways to get that RKO pop. Yeah. Uh, part of me wondered if they were already starting to build for a Survivor Series match with this, with those two being on, on the same team together, Horton and Nakamura. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if they're going to go down the road of SmackDown versus Raw again, or if it's going to be their own things this year. Seems like they've toned down on the whole rivalry aspect. They did SmackDown versus Raw last year, right? Yeah. Who was, like, who were the... 
it was the combination of all the matches where all SmackDown versus right. Raw and whoever had the most points. It wasn't even for anything. It was just bragging rights, I think. Or It wasn't something about a pick or something involved? Or is that just what we wanted? Mm, maybe there was a pick. I don't know. Either way. It really wasn't anything special because if it wasn't, we'd fucking remember. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, remember when I said they should get a new tag team? Yes. Here we go. Eric Rowan and Luke Harper re-debuted in a vignette, introducing them as the Bludgeon Brothers. Good God. They've got these big, giant, oversized Thor-esque hammers uh, with hoods and still look the same. Yeah. Um, one still wears a sheet mask with a little some tubes coming out of it, and, and they gave him like anything. the Roadhog breathing effect sound effect. Yeah, which is really fucking weird. Yeah, this didn't do a um, lot for me. Yeah, I'm glad they're back. Maybe just from a it's, from a depth perspective, it, but, but it's just weird that it's like it's again another post apocalyptic feel to it, which is fine because that's right. how they look. And but you have the Ascension. Yeah, on and the same show. Don't. Like you didn't change hardly anything about them. Don't rename them. Like it's just Harper. It's and not. A, yeah, it's not a repackaging. Do a vignette where they're literally walking and catering. I'm like, hey, you're not doing anything, eh? Yeah. Yeah, me neither. You want a tag team? Yeah. All right, cool. Or something Bray like, Wyatt esque. <laughs> like not with Bray Wyatt in it, but but something for out of the swamp where yeah, they're like they we've... both randomly got summoned. They had the urge. The, the 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 swamps were calling them. That's right. And they found each other and. Looked and, each and other in nod, the eyes and, and nodded, nodded. <laughs> and that's it. I don't know. Off. Yeah, fucking better as... than being the Bludgeoners. Those things look like they're from like a fucking Halloween city. Yeah, it was pretty lame, which is a shame. If they hit fucking... anyone with those, and their heads don't immediately no, they can't. explode, they can't. They can't. <laughs> they don't know they're fake. Can't be used as weapons. There's no way. Uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler set up a rematch from Hell in a Cell for next week in a really, really awkward promo in which I think Bobby Roode forgot his lines. Yeah, or was well, either he forgot his lines or he knew his cue was something else that Ziggler was supposed to say to go into it, it, and Ziggler wasn't saying it. I'm not sure, either but it did fucked. feel like both of them were kind of like bad, like whispering into their mic, like you're supposed to say something else. <laughs> yeah, and Bobby's just like he kept repeating that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 You think? Yeah. And then you think, at the end he got like. Oh god. At the end he got like overly intense. That wasn't like his character as a off. heel no, or a baby face. Like it's just the dude being pissed off yeah. at this segment. He's just like I'm very just gonna clearly, scream. <laughs> it's very clearly tanking, and he needs to do something. Yeah. United States Championship match: Baron Corbin, AJ Styles. Corbin managed to slam Styles on the floor. Then hit end of days in the ring to retain the United States Championship clean, as Brando said. Mm-hmm. After the match, Corbin cut a promo saying the fans could eat the championship because it's his and it's <laughs> not going anywhere. Um, he's walking <laughs> around the say. ring. <laughs> Renee's, Renee's like running like to keep fucking, up with him. Yeah, full on sprint and having to stay on her tippy toes because she's so short and like. Like, I wonder if he was just that, like, truly, oh. truly fired up. Or if that- he just didn't know that that was going to TV interview, that it wasn't just. For the crowd, maybe but thought the show it would end. Was for the crowd, you should probably say it into the mic so the crowd can hear yeah. you. And like, because that's the thing. Like yeah. at one point, because he's walking and she yeah. followed him, she did a great job. She did as good a but job. But then as there you was one expect. point where he's in the middle of the ring and just full on turned around. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just you guys need this title. Renee fucking shuffles on She's over like, to the other holy, side. like full on diving to yeah. try and get this microphone in front of this guy's fucking face. Good God, he is stupid. Yeah, he is not a smart man. No, but this might be great. I'm not. I, this might be a really thing. good, yeah. uh, good choice for champion. Yeah, it is. It's possible. He's good. Like I like him in the ring. 
and I, and that is a perfect gimmick for him, being yeah. that he was hand chosen from playing in the NFL, even though he didn't play in the NFL. Yeah, uh, and didn't have to work through the Indies, and he can just make fun of everyone that yeah, did. The internet fans. Look how the... long it took you to get here, and I'm already holding this, and yeah. I have the Andre the Giant, and blah blah blah, yeah, and money in the bank, and it works. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, studs and duds. Uh, stud is going to be, um, oof. I'm going to do, uh, Baron Corbin. Sure. Uh, not for the promo. Yep. But for retaining the title, because I thought they were going to have him win dirty mm. or have that be a, like kind of a non-finish or something. But obviously him winning clean, uh, means that they're like, yep, you're going to be our guy. It, although it hurts AJ more than I thought they'd want to hurt AJ. Yep. But uh, especially because it's part of me. Is part of me is wondering if they're going to do AJ and uh, the champ. I think AJ's your captain of Team, of team Smackdown, Smackdown or a team right. on Smackdown. Smackdown doesn't have enough guys to do their own match within their themselves. So I think it's going to have to be into promotional as far as the big one, maybe. But the other thing you could do is have Smackdown have no part in sure. like Survivor Series style matches. Yeah. And then have Raw do a five on five for Actually, whatever they're doing. Is there any? Well, I guess it would probably be a split one. Uh, no, yeah, Survivor Series will be split for sure. It should be anyway. But yeah. And then you said TL. So sorry, TLC is before Survivor Series. Yes, TLC is October twenty second. That's in eleven That's days. Right around the corner too. Um. So it's been yeah two weeks on two weeks off. October 22nd is TLC, and then nothing until November 19th, which is Survivor Series. So Good. a full month buildup for that. For SmackDown, fuck, another almost month and a half, two months long build. So SmackDown is doing a lot of holding for the time being until that TLC gets done. Right. Uh, and then December 17th is Clash of the Champions, which is uh, SmackDown pay-per-view. And then I assume nothing till the Rumble. So again... Holy shit. Raw has Survivor Series November 19th, and then they don't get another pay-per-view until January 28th. So that is two full months, two and a half months. Until the Rumble. Or no, yeah, one, two, two and a half months, yeah, without a pay-per-view. Because Survivor Series is the last one. They have nothing in December, you said? Nope. uh, I wonder if they'll add something there. Maybe, but that's on the 17th of December. The SmackDown one? So if you do, it'd have to be the two weeks before yeah, which only gives them really... two weeks after Survivor Series if you do it later than that then you're not gonna have anybody watching it yeah I guess so god I can't wait for that fucking Christmas Day Raw for the first time ever <laughs> I know. fuck We're I'm weirdly looking that. forward to that yeah what if it's great that's what I think like yeah. it's gonna be I don't know it could be fucking really cool we'll see maybe they let Hardy just do weird things you like here you get to book the fucking Raw on Christmas Day yeah. and he's like Santa Claus but he's broken Matt Hardy <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give my stud to that first segment. I really liked it. Everything yep. about it was great. They put logic in there. Even the thing that I didn't like, they made me like it. So that was good. My dud will be Randy Orton. Yeah, and I didn't give a Don't dud like either. And I, my dud will be the... Uh, yeah, the brothers. No, the bludgeons. The tag. Yeah, the bludgeons. The bludgeons. Let's call them the bludgers because I'm reading Harry Potter. The bludged. The bludgeons. All right. That, uh, that does that. Mm-hmm. Let's slide over to ye old emails. I had to prompt some people to get them, but we got a couple. So let's uh, let's do this real quick. Rod Long. Great name for the record. Hello, sat dudes. Did WWE mess 
mess. Jesus. Did WWE miss the boat by not having Sister Abigail performed by Ronda Rousey? Uh, no, no. (laughs) No, definitely not. I I like where your head's at, sir, but, um, you, too many people know Ronda Rousey for Ronda Rousey. And if she just showed up as this, yeah, no. Whenever we were talking about Sister Abigail before it was brave, just back countless times when he's mentioned her, being like, who do you think it is? We would always be like, it has to be a really unknown person. Probably someone from NXT and not even someone who rose very high in NXT. One of those people who wasn't even working a lot of TV matches. Ruby Riot would have been a good look. Yeah. Uh, Um, So would uh, the Sanity Girl. Yep. Um, Um, But yeah, Ronda Rousey, trust me. They want to put Ronda Rousey yeah, no, yeah, on the fucking card as a name. You make that name for sure. Yeah. Use that. Uh, did the circus of Enzo as the 205 Live World Champ get you interested in the cruisers? Uh, I can tell you I watched a cruiserweight match with interest for the first time in many months. But it's funny because it is certainly not a match that I thought was going to be a good wrestling match, which sure. is what they build the cruiserweight mm-hmm. division as. Uh, he goes on to say, why would the brains take the strap off of a polarizing figure? That's a good uh, question. Why would they? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why you would. We'll just find out next calling, week. Yeah. Once, uh, once he gets cut a promo or something, I guess we'll find out more. But it doesn't make a lot of sense, to no. be honest. I and mean, it was like what we were talking about when we brought up why I was kind of into Enzo being right. champion was because at least he was going to stir the pot. Well, and again, with that Neville thing, who knows the timeline of that, right? Like, when was this presented to him? When did he walk out? How much time did they have to plan out, holy shit, what are we going to do with our main event? Right. Okay, we're going to put Kalisto in there. He's got a challenge for the title because he's the number one contender. Does he win it? Does he lose it? Mm-hmm. Does he cheat? Lumberjack? Like, they probably yeah. had not a lot of time to figure this all out. And you have to... And Maybe they just didn't pick the right thing? Right, exactly. And that's what I was going to say is you're, you're never more likely to kind of make the wrong choice than yeah. when you have yeah. little time to think it over. Uh, this never would have happened to John Cena or Sheamus. That's can't argue. Okay. That's true. If Braun is joining the Miz in the bar, who else is going to join the Shield? Would you pop for Balor, Young, Samson if they join the Shield? <laughs> young as in Darren Young? I was going to say, which Young is this? Wow. Uh, I don't think anybody. I think they want yeah, them three to on beat. Four, yeah. yeah, they the want to show that they can beat four, including Strowman. Yes, because I will be picking the Shield in that oh, match. Oh, one hundred percent. Even if they don't have a fourth, yes. Yeah. Uh, although Balor, I think, would be a cool thing to do, but as, it just doesn't, it's not needed. He'd be really cool as a friend of the Shield. Sure. Like, being like, hey, we need a fourth guy, and Balor gets his own entrance. And you everything. got it, brother. You got it, brother. <laughs> um, and then turns on them and reunites the club. Yes, good. We're all on the same page. Uh, thank you for your time to listen to the wisdom of the crowd. Um, okay. We are forever fans, and it's been a hell of a ride. Long live the sad pod. Sir Roderick Strong, sorry, Sir Roderick Long the Second. All right, there we go. I was going to say, weird that Roderick's <laughs> emailing in. Uh, Mike the Ref emails in, subject line, questions to the wise, dear bludgeoners of the wrestling podcasts. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I hope you are enjoying this beautiful spring weather. I believe this cold weather froze my brain to forget this week's email. Thanks for the reminder. One. What are your thoughts on the Jimmy Jacobs and Neville situations? Maybe WWE is starting to not uh, starting to not be the be all and end all of wrestling that it used to be. We kind of touched on that a little bit earlier mm. today. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, guys can make a lucrative career. We've seen it with uh, Cody Rhodes is a great example. Um, oh, there's another one that I'm fucking... Uh, Evan Bourne has done pretty well for himself post-WWE. Yeah. Like, it's there. Guys can do it. Yeah. And, like, that's why uh, the British dude in the Cruiserweight Challenge... That didn't sign. That's really good. Oh, uh, Ty Saber Jr. Yes, Zach Saber Jr. Jr. Um, that's why he didn't sign. That's why a bunch of those guys didn't sign. Because yeah. they, why would I work more dates and get paid less? Right. That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So it is literally if the it's the allure of being at the pinnacle yeah. of the of that business. Do you want to get paid less to play in the NHL, or do you want to get paid more to play in the AHL? Right. Exactly. Which is, I mean, it works for hockey because it would never be like that. You would get paid top dollar to be in the top promotion. Right, of course. But but totally, like, yeah. you can, like, if you're doing this to support a family and to and to make money and, 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 and for, like, not even, like, money, but... Be around them. Exactly. And be um, in front of crowds that you are the star and... Totally. Not be a kind of a, a smaller cog in a bigger machine, mm-hmm. then there's nothing wrong with that at all. Nope. And I can totally understand people doing that. But I can also understand the people who are just like, hey, I'd rather be a small fish in a big pond than be a big fish who sure. only a certain amount of eyeballs are ever going to see. Uh, his second question, I've we've talked about it already, but you actually weren't here for this. So this is actually perfect for you. Hey. Uh, your favorite Bobby Heenan moment? God, I don't know if I could pick a moment. It was all it was all the commentary. Commentary During, when I went back great. and and watched the, uh, it was just the, the absolute bullshit that he would spew, in favor of the heels, um, and then the one time that he was in, wasn't well, he in the closet with, uh, like May Young and at G- WrestleMania twenty? Yeah, one of the WrestleManias. Yeah. That made me really yeah, Gene. Laugh. Yeah, <laughs> me, me and Gene was in there too. I was, I was at the perfect the age. Hell out of here. <laughs> I was at the perfect age for that joke. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> that said, I mean, Bobby Heenan's heyday was before I was watching wrestling. Oh, absolutely. The whole the weasel in yeah. the weasel suit, like that's obviously well, well before us. Um, but yeah, his commentary I think is what struck me the the most of just mm. how fucking fast he was and quick on his feet and. One-liners for everything, and him and Monsoon together were immaculate, and they just fed so well to each other, and Monsoon would say one thing, and he'd have an immediate right. out of the holster, boom, ready to go. Yeah, and yeah he, he was very uh, very sharp, very witty. Yeah. Uh, three, what is your favorite Thanksgiving segment, WWE or otherwise? My favorite Thanksgiving segment. Like, maybe it could be a sitcom. Maybe it could be uh, just a TV show of any kind. Remember when uh, uh, Titus O'Neil puked in JBL's hat? Yeah, uh, when Joey got his head it stuck in the turkey on. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I really like that one. Yeah, and then they like try and hide him by like bending him over the plate and like putting like parsley on it or something, up. and he stands up. It's and Joey. <laughs> he was trying to scare somebody. Yeah. And then he does end up scaring them. Yeah, like, yeah, like continuously, right? Because yes. it's stuck on his head. Yeah. Everyone's getting freaked it's out. It's Joey. It's Joey. Um. <laughs> Wasn't there a really good Thanksgiving Boy Meets World episode where Sean 
It sounds like a sad episode. Of he ran away, but then came back, and then gathered, and he that was like the first moment he realized that he was more a part of the Matthews family yeah. than he was of the Hunter they family. His, they were his parents. Yeah. Too. yeah. yeah that they, sounds familiar. I wish they'd put that show on it. You know, we talk about Simpsons a lot mm. and how we'd wish they'd put it on Netflix. Mm. I wish they'd put Boy Meets World on That whole thing's on YouTube. I should probably watch it. All of it. I'm going to watch that when I'm, maybe when I'm done reading Harry Potter. Uh, a challenge to the Satpod universe, says Mike the Ref. Everyone email next week with their favorite wrestling Halloween costume. I want to hear hundreds of emails. Mm. Good Lord. Hope you don't get hit in the head with Rowan and Harper's hammers this week. Mike the Ref. At Mike the Ref. There you go. And finally, an email from Duncan. Sia Duncan. Uh, Dear Dean Brand Rose and Seth Warrens. Okay. Sure. That's close enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll allow it. Uh, hey, dudes, hope your weeks have been thumping and crumping. Sorry, I haven't been emailing as regularly as never I did. Never crumped in my life. I've never got, I've gotten really sick at school, and I've been in and out of hospital. Jesus, man. Duncan, take care of yourself, brother. Sure. Uh, anywho, question time. One, for those, uh, for those of you who on the show like to grind pepper, quote unquote, uh, why do you do it, and how did you start? Is that a slang term for smoking weed? Am I going to have to Urban Dictionary this real quick? I'm not down with the kid's slang. Grind pepper. I don't grind pepper, whether you're oh, talking that maybe literally a or Talking reckless reference, maybe, but they were talking about grinders and then said it was for the pepper. Uh, okay, well, I just looked up Urban Dictionary, Pepper Grinder, an act of masturbation in okay. which the performer places both hands firmly on the penis and then proceeds to twist his wrists <laughs> in opposite directions as if grinding pepper. Uh, Used in a sentence, uh, I felt like I needed to switch it up last night, so I went with the pepper grinder. Uh, I don't know if that's what he's talking I about. I think that's almost certainly what he's talking about. <laughs> Uh, never, never done that. <laughs> that's a weird one. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Like, like that's not going to ever joke. work, is it? It's, you got to have a long penis to do both hands on there and twist it. Eh, I get like. I mean, I got some big hands, so I guess. Yeah, I got smaller hands. I could get like a hand Stacked and a half low, around like, it. Yeah. Probably a hand and a half. I don't know. On a good day. Oh. I wouldn't twist it if I could. Nope. That just it does not. twist it with one hand. No, grinding especially unsnipped like that. Why would anyone yeah, that do that? So they said they said it's an act of masturbation. So like almost like it is <laughs> it's supposed I, to at some point produce some sort of results. Uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Not just an act of fiddling with yourself. <laughs> I'm so glad I looked that up. Uh, Duncan, that's not what he fucked. means. <laughs> no wonder he's in the fucking hospital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kidding. Um, how did I start? I don't know. Friends do in high school. I had, then to like, I had to like reshift my gear to what we were actually talking about. <laughs> Not masturbation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I tried it once, liked it, did it a couple more times, liked it, have continued to do it, have not stopped liking it. If I ever stop liking it, then I'll stop doing it. There you go. I don't know. It's not like a immediate this is why thing. It just, I don't know. Some people do, some people don't. That's how she goes. That's right. And I, uh, I, I don't. Well, I do. Twice, what we say twice a year. Mm. I'll grind the pepper, yes. uh, as it were. Um, and it feels like even less than that lately. Um, 
but I don't know why I never got it. I never just, I don't the uh, I don't like the feeling of smoking anything. Like sure. the act of breathing in my whatever toxin. I'm, my toxin. It like I cough taking a deep breath in winter. So sure. uh, I, I really just wait till it's that. legal. We'll get you on the edibles, and that'll be that's yeah, that's that's what I need. <laughs> Another vice. Um, yeah, that's no, the thing though. You yeah you. You have a beer when you come home from work. Exactly. That's and some my, people come home and have a smoke. Right. Like that's There's what they a, do. a lot of people who, when they drink, they are drinking to get drunk. They don't mm. drink for like the casual little. That's the, me to a T. Yeah. I don't ever. If I'm gonna have a drink, I'm you're you know, going I'm to drink, drunk. right? Yeah. Whereas I, I will go get that little kind of like three beer, not even buzz, but like the like the tension comes out of your body a little yeah. bit after a day's hard work, um, especially on a hot day. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of my, that's kind of my little daily thing. There you go. And I'll go, I'll go out there and do that while you're grinding the pepper. We're both grinding the pepper in our that's own right. little way. Yep. Neither in the way that he, on, on, on the Urban Dictionary, no, but. No. Question two. Uh, how well do you think Alistair Black's gimmick will translate to the main roster? Uh, 100. It's tough. Out of 100 out of 100. It's tough to say because the amount of times that I've said I think he'll do just fine on w, on main roster. I think Bailey will do swell. It's an easy gimmick to transfer. Kids like her. What do you got to do? And yet here we are where she's sinking and everyone else that's come up is kind of not really doing anything either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Alistair Black is very much the exception to that rule because he is just so different. Right. Uh, he is an extension of himself, mm-hmm. if not just himself, who's just this badass dude right. who's really good at wrestling, who believes in Satan. Right. Um, so I think that's good. It's a uh, paranormal style gimmick. Like, it's not full-on Undertaker. No. But it's also not it's generic could, dude. Like, yeah. it's kind of in between. you can parlay into something paranormal if you want sure. to. But at the same it time, it wouldn't be unbelievable if they did something. Yeah, but at it's the same not going to be in all the time. Yeah, I don't think he needs it right now. True. And, and no, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't. You're all. You always could run the risk of looking like an idiot if you put all your chips behind a guy. But I can say with some confidence, I have not been more confident in a gimmick and a and a performer yep. as I am oh, yeah. with Alistair Black recently. Absolutely. Like, I can't remember the last time that I was this legitimately excited. Yeah, where, like, less than a handful of times seeing him perform, I'm like, this guy... Owens, probably. Yeah, and Owens was different for me because I feel like I knew more that Owens was a main roster kind of talent when he got to NXT, and everyone was just going through NXT. So I was like, okay, this is his his go through NXT on the way to where they want him. Whereas Aleister Black, when he debuted, I was like, this very well could just be... An all-time NXT guy. Like sure. I, I don't know yep. anything about him. I know he has a pretty elaborate backstory uh, or history with uh, indie wrestling, but I didn't know anything about it. Sure. So then, after watching him perform for a while, I was like, "Oh yeah, you're you're okay. You're okay. Yeah, you'll do just. <laughs> we'll see fine. you at the top." Three with the new day in the Usos having one of the most brutal cell matches I've ever seen. What do you think is the next level of this feud? Well, it's gonna be. Uh... The American Standard, mm-hmm. uh, or the what do you call them? The Gold, gold Alpha, Gold Golden Alpha, Golden yeah. Alpha. Um, Yours is better. I just, I just had to do the other one. But American <laughs> Standard is also a horse. Like, wasn't that like the horse that won a bunch of races recently? Oh, maybe. I'm pretty you sure. Thinking about it was a, a pharaoh. There's also a pharaoh. American pharaoh. Well, it might not have been America. We might be thinking of different horses. But there is a pharaoh. I think something pharaoh was like almost a triple crown, if not a triple crown winner. 
American Standard. No, it's uh, bathroom and kitchen fixtures. Horse, horse. Oh, American horse. The one that won the uh, triple. No, that's not. Okay, well, that's. I mean, not. if American Standard's not bringing up a horse, then it can't be. It's true. I don't know what I know that from. Put, it just some, put very feral familiar. horse. Feral horse. Feral monch. <laughs> American feral, yeah. American feral. Yeah. There you go. Have triple crown. Boom. See, we had it. We both had half the name. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Um, so we can call them American Standard then. Yeah. Okay. So I think that it's good. Maybe you do a triple threat. Sure. Oh. Yeah, because you know that you know that they're in, and you know that the Usos are in as champions. You assume that the the New Day gets in. But as we just discussed, they do have a bit of some time to kill. So maybe you do New Day in two weeks leading up to the TLC Raw pay-per-view. And then once that Raw pay-per-view is done, then both sides can start building towards Survivor Series with New Day or the Usos being champions at that point. Sure. You maybe have those two go and they fight to some sort of draw. Sure. And then that turns into a triple threat. Uh, four, with the shield back, do you think that we will see some more factions pop up uh, for them to go after, or will the shield reunion be too short-lived for that? Uh, I don't think it's going to be too short-lived. I bet you it gets to close to WrestleMania, or unless that's short-lived. Because um, I guess yeah. that's not a super long time. Uh, but yeah, you have to start thinking of ways, like teams of three to have them go against, which that's why you need the club. Fuck me if Jeff Hardy wasn't hurt. Yeah, that'd be good. Ray, Matt, and Jeff. That's what we always wanted. Yeah, because you remember when the Shield, it was when the Shield really got big and, and the Wyatts were starting to get big, and then it felt like they were just going in the direction of three-man tag teams more so than two-man. Yeah. Um, they probably need a little bit on that on Raw, because if you're going to make your main event, your main attraction, a three-man team, you're going to have to find more people for them sure. to wrestle. Yeah, the club is like the only other option. And even then, you'd have to work to get AJ over there. Um, I don't know, maybe something with... Um, what if you did Finn and the club against yeah, them? Yeah, that's true. You could yeah. do that, yeah. Um, something like you'd have to add one person with... Uh, holy shit, why am I drawing a blank? Revival, when they come back. Yep, okay. Like, that'd be a really fucking good match, so... Mm-hmm. I would like to see them get somebody else on there and do them, but who, like you said, who knows how long this is going to go. Who's the third guy in Revival? Who fits that? Elias. Okay. <laughs> no, that um, I mean I don't have anything better. I'm just that I was throwing it out there as a question, not as a who does fit that. They have such a unique thing that they're doing. CM Punk. Okay. Well, he can't be expensive. <laughs> it's only costing him a mill to book him. That's nope. no big deal. Uh five. Recently I broke my three hundred and fifty dollar Bose headphones. Is that nice? Is it Bose? Yeah, Bose. Boss. No, I think it's Bose. Rip the jack right out of the sound-canceling box. Very sad. What mm. is the most expensive thing you guys ever broke, and how did you rectify the situation? What is the most expensive thing I ever broke? Um, I've really broken anything. I've crashed a car. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. A car accident, but that's... Cracked my radiator. Cost me a thousand bucks. Yeah, even my worst car one was only like 500 
I broke that girl's futon when she still Ah, but we didn't have to pay for it. No, so that doesn't count. In fact, that's the first time this hat's gone to air, so hopefully <laughs> she's not a fan. <laughs> it was a shitty fucking futon when we were drinking. This is back in college. This is a good story. Drinking, drinking, drinking. Yeah. We were playing uh, Jungle Juice without Jungle Juice. Yeah. Um, that's how drunk we were. <laughs> And uh, I go to get up, and, you know, I need a little bit of help getting up from the lower couches. So I put, I'm sitting on the far left of the couch, arm right up against my left leg. Yep. Pivot a little bit, right arm on the back of the couch to push off the couch and propel myself upward, thus using my own momentum to get up off this couch. Except that when I pushed on the back support, which was just a bunch of individual beams, it just snapped one of the beams like a twig yeah absolutely it was like which wooden. i immediately like went from trying to get up to in, into just like sitting like oh, flop back yeah. down like everything's fine everything's fine just taking a drink here nothing to see and then we finally just left so and no one's any the wiser <laughs> you might not even know to this point well, and that's the thing you had 25 drunk 18 to 30 year olds in there yeah you're gonna have something break so yeah, she's lucky some that's of all us, it was well, some of us were large um, but I really don't think I've ever broken anything too serious. No, me, me like me neither. I'm trying to think of anything worth more than a couple, couple hundred bucks. No, I broke uh, a TV that was probably worth 400, 500 bucks at the time, but I wasn't using it. So oh, I just got a new one. All right. Uh, six. Do you think WWE would have the balls slash legal right to have Ziggler do a CM Punk entrance in Chicago when SmackDown rolls there on the 26th of December? Absolutely. That would be a great time to do yeah. it. I w- you know what? Uh, why they wouldn't gotta, you? They've got to still own the rights to that song, right? And even if they don't, it's not like, um, I can't think of their name right now. Anyways, the cult, the people who perform Cult of Personality yeah. uh, in Living Living Color. Uh, it's not like they would ever be like, well, this belongs to CM Punk. We're not letting you use it anymore. Right. Someone's going to pay them to use their song for even one night. Right. Fuck it. Well, and how many how many times did they use the song after Punk left? Right. Like when... Remember when Heyman did it? God, I that do. was a good one. That was also in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, people would lose it. Yeah. Like, but you'd have to have a distancing of him doing this to make that big enough. Because if Ziggler was continuing to do this every week up until the 26th, then people would just be like, ah, oh, Ziggler, and they wouldn't even bite on it. Right. Whereas if you stop I, doing it and then that music hits, then people maybe would be like, wait. Well, and shame on you if you bite on it anyway. Like, no matter yes. what. Like, if if that music hits and mm. you think that CM Punk is back, you deserve to be fooled. Yes. And I'm not I'm not sitting there saying, like, my ears won't perk up when oh, I'm course. sitting on the couch. Like, as soon as you hear that, you're like, what the? Then, but but you know he's not coming back. He He's... Not coming back for a very, very long time, if ever. Exactly. I don't think he'll ever wrestle in the WWE again. I think he's going to take a lot of time off until his body can't do anything else. And then if he does come back to the WWE, it'll be for some other reason. He was very good at commentary. He was very good at commentary. But, I mean, it kind of just seems like now, I don't think he's going to wrestle again. I think that was his passion. So I just kind of think he's done. Uh, seven, with the unexpected rise in popularity of the Drifter, where do you think that the ceiling is on his character? Mm, Mid-card, mid-card title. Yeah. Yeah. Mid-card champion. Eight, do you think a War Games match featuring the Shield will occur at some point? Who else should be in it? Are you very familiar with the War Games concept? Because I've never seen a single match. I've never watched a match, no. I kind of know conceptually that it's two cages. Yeah. 
This one's going to be different from most of, if not all of the other ones, based yeah. on who's in it, which I won't say anything. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't really even know the concept at all. So maybe it isn't that different. I I have no no point of reference. Gotcha. And I don't think I want to. I think I want to just go into it and just, like, well, I want, I explain want... this to me and let me see how right. I feel. I don't want to compare it to the other ones. Right. I'm, let me I'm, just watch it. I'm totally fine with watching NXT and having them be like, this is what it's going to be like. And being like, oh, okay, that's cool. But you're right. I don't want to go and watch a bunch of war games to get my head wrapped around it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> NXT tonight. With this cease and desist business occurring, do you guys think WWE should try and embrace indie wrestlers and their ilk, or is it best for business to be isolate isolationist? Wow. With few Good exceptions. Word. Good word. Uh, if they're not being paid by the WWE. It, that's just that's it. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing else to it. They shouldn't embrace them if they're not under their contract, right? Then they can't. That's that's just how it works. Yeah, it's the biggest brand in that industry. Yeah, and it should be. Do you want to? Would you want us to pay you to come work for us, and we will blow up your brand, or we won't, to our discretion? Yeah. Or do you want to make your own money somewhere else and we will not allow you to make a name off our Twitter account mentioning sure. you and Well and and like to a much lesser degree I get it, but it is still competition for the WWE. Yeah. They, and competition's they, look, good. It's not a worrying competition. It's mm-hmm. not like they are going to overtake the WWE anytime or ever. Mm-hmm. But it's still an alternate product. Yeah. That is not WWE that they would never ever want to support unless they own it. Like have have all the backstage discussions with this talent that you want being like yeah. You want to contract hey, you discussions or contract discussions. Or stay off our property, but we're not going to go on Twitter and say, "Hey, at Young Bucks, stay off our property." And you then punks. have yeah, and then have the Young Bucks retweet it and everyone's, "Oh, the Young Bucks, yeah." I love the young boys. That being said, I do think it was still pretty fucking petty that they gave him the cease and desist. Yeah, it, oh, it, it like is it's petty. It's petty. literally the exact same thing that they did to WCW. Right. But is that not the best reason to do it like in this under-the-table way where it's just like, oh, let's give him a legal cease and desist, kind of chase him off, give him something to think about. But at the same time, by them... doing that, you're you're almost giving them more attention. If you just ignore them and go, whatever, we're right, not concerned but, about them. But it's not like the WWE went and did a public cease and desist order. Sure. It was the other guys who were like, hey, we just got a cease and desist order. Yes. Yep. Buy our shirts. <laughs> <laughs> not just anyone can get a public cease and desist Speaking order. Speaking of which, actually, I meant to bring this up in news because it made me laugh very hard. Big E tweeted out today a picture of uh, Kellogg's Unicorn Fruit Loops. And it's oh. Fruit Loops, legitimate Boxing, yeah, with a unicorn on it, yeah, and they're loops, yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> Biggie quotes it and says, "At WWE, do you have any more cease and desists, Handy? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Made me laugh real hard, real hard on that one. So well done, Biggie. He's good. Um, ten with Harper and Rowan being repackaged as Bludgeon Brothers, which low key sounds like a Southpaw team. It does kind of sound like a Southpaw wrestling team. Yeah." Uh, do you think this will stick? If not, what gimmick do you think would work? Um, I don't. They shouldn't be together no. again. They've done this three different times where they've broken up and gone back together. It needs to stop. 
they could do something like I was kind of into it when they were doing something really weird and unique with Rowan, where he was being like the mysterious, like actually really smart and classy guy. Sure. That was just misunderstood. Um, and then Harper should just kind of be what Harper's been, but better booked. Like yep. he exactly. is one of the most interesting performers in WWE because he's so big and can do kind of the little guy stuff. Uh, and I was totally fine with him just being Luke Harper after the split happened, but yeah. they obviously were not. Nope. Uh, thanks, bros. P.S. We should do a show where us emailers track down our first emails we send to the Sapod and resend them so you guys can see how long we've been listening and how fast wrestling changes. Yep. That's not a bad idea. I like it. Keep on kneeling during the anthem, Duncan. Had Brian Danielson with a one instead of an I. Yeah, that's a whole big thing. Yeah. Um, we did a thing a couple weeks ago because we had no emails. Mm. I had to fucking prompt people to send emails again today. Duncan gets a pass because he was hospitalized. Yes. That's the bar. The bar. If you're not in the hospital, then you have no excuse to not send an email. That's right. Uh, but we had no emails a couple weeks ago. So we, uh, I just went back to like the first few emails we got and read them. <laughs> and it was very funny. Just the stuff that they were talking about. So good. Like that idea. Sapot316 Yahoo.com. If you would like to send us an email of your own, please do. All right. I think we got everything covered. There's no pay per view. We don't have to pick. It is 3 2 Yankees at the end of the eighth. Uh, that can go away. That can go away. Refresh on the news just to make sure that uh, nothing crazy has happened or anybody has died. Nope. God, I hate when they die at the end of the show. It's true. Never, never nice. Uh, we're not going to talk about NXT because that happened tonight. Uh, we don't watch 205 Live, so you're not going to hear anything from us. There's no point in us even reading it because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I want to go watch NXT. Uh, the pay-per-view that I've chosen, oh, as I stretch and yawn, uh, is uh, No Mercy 2005. I was looking at October pay-per-views, and uh, No Mercy was always in October, mm-hmm. so I picked 2005. The song is Save Me by Shinedown. Good. Uh, on Sunday Night Heat, apparently they're uh, adding Sunday Night Heat episodes to the network, for the record. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was some cool stuff that happened. Well, not cool stuff, but like Andy Anderson wrestled Rikishi on Velocity. Okay. So like for that's people not, to go back and be heat, like, though? I'd watch it. Well, that's, it's part of it. <laughs> that and Heat. Is oh, I see. Okay. Added. Uh, on Sunday Night Heat, William Regal and Paul Burchill defeated Paul London and Brian Kendrick in a tag team match. Uh-huh. That's a weird one. Uh, the Legion of Doom, consisting of Animal and Heidenreich, with Christy Hemi, defeated Eminem, Mercury, Nitro, Molina. Six minutes, 28 seconds. I love them. Bobby Lashley defeated Simon Dean at a minute 55. Okay. I was a big fan of Simon Dean. Well, and by big fan, I mean I really hated him as a kid, which meant he was doing his job. Yeah. Chris Benoit uh, defended his United States championship in a fatal four-way against Booker T with Charmel, I assume just before King Booker. Booker. Uh, Christian and Orlando Jordan in this match. Via submission, Chris Benoit won that one. Mr. Kennedy defeated Hardcore Holly in a singles match. JBL with Jillian Hall defeated Rey Mysterio in a singles match. That was a fucking great feud. Randy Orton and Bob Orton defeated The Undertaker in a casket match. That's when they burned the casket. I remember that, yeah. Terrifying. Uh, Hooventude with Psychosis and Super Crazy defeated <laughs> Nunzio with Vito to win the Cruiserweight Championship. 
God, those fucking the Mexicos were the best. And they yeah. come on the Juan. Deer. That was fucking oh. some racial stereotyping. My dad still to this day. What's the day of those Mexicans you just come out on the John Deere? What the wrestlers? Mexico? Yeah, I miss those guys. Where are they at? <laughs> he fucking loved that gimmick. He thought it was the funniest thing ever. The Juan Deere. Uh, Batista defeated Eddie Guerrero to defend his world heavyweight championship. 18 minutes and 40 seconds. And that was babyface, babyface. Yes, it was just before Eddie. Split, yeah. yeah or, uh, not split. Attacked turned. Yeah. Maybe even after that match, to be totally honest with mm-hmm. you. Uh, and then he did that weird cell phone theme when he was a heel. Like the phone would ring, and it was still lie, cheat, and steal, but it was like, like cellular. eight-bit yeah. cell phone style. It was dumb. Fucking horrible theme. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Save Me, Shine Down is uh, the song we're going to listen to. We'll be back with another podcast next week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at SatPod, myself at the Diesel Barris. I'm at Brando1990. At Scottbox64, at BB Boris as well. Uh, you and I are both participating in the Extra Life campaign this year for mm-hmm. you are doing it through work and I'm same. doing it with the Talk King Reckless podcast. Yeah, different uh, different team, same purpose. Yes. So uh, if you'd like to donate, I'm sure you can find that through our Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will also be on next week's Monday's episode of the uh, Talking Reckless, you and I. So right. you can listen to that as well. Uh, I think that's it. Yes, sir. And all the bases covered. Uh, we, any closing thoughts? Would you like to do the Scotty? I don't even mind sure. making people do it because the man oh, hasn't said a word. <laughs> so I don't even know where he is. Where he's, he's at. What he's doing. Uh, until next time, everyone, keep grinding the pepper. Woo! I got a